Hello and welcome back to Mind of Success. I'm your host, Moni Millares, a Mexican-British living in Asia. I work in fintech and build digital banks from scratch. In my years in the industry, I've realized most of us are in a vulnerable financial position. However, building a business can be a catalyst for change. So I created this podcast. It's about business stories we do not talk about. I chat with entrepreneurs, CEOs, and experts about their journeys, struggles, and lessons to extract gems of wisdom and practical tools so that we can thrive and create the impact we want. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I am very excited. <laughs> I will not hide this like everybody gets excited when it comes to sports because it helps, I don't know, it brings like that vibe, that je ne sais quoi that brings people together. And when it comes to sports, like, of course, there is like an event that brings the whole world together. And that's extremely exciting. And that is the Olympics. So many of us were like, we watched the Olympics from home. That's like, yay. Others, like I was very fortunate to, actually, I was very fortunate to be a um, change maker, e.g. a volunteer during the Olympics. And it was like amazing. Others, you get to go to the Olympics. But there's just like a few, like a very few, few, few people in this world that are actually in the Olympics, like competing. And I think most of us, we like respect and admire these guys and girls like so much. So today I have a treat for you. And we have David Karasek. He is a former Olympian. He's a swimmer. Uh, he was in the London Olympics 2012. Actually, we were in London together. I was a, <laughs> I was a volunteer in those games. Um, so David, welcome to the show. It's an honor and pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me on. What a lovely introduction and good on you to, to be part of the Olympics. Awesome. Yeah, it was so exciting. It, it's like, yes, it brings that. Exactly. I remember like London was so vibrant during yeah. the Olympics. It was, it, exactly. The Olympics bring people together and they bring the best out of people. So I have so many questions for you, like so many questions. But I want to get into your mind more than anything there's kind of curiosity questions but more like mind questions and i think well i'll go with with the most exciting one because it's like top of my head so when we were chatting you mentioned uh that you swam eg you competed you raced you were next to my to yeah to michael phelps how was that experience and I want to know like two things a the exciting beat of whoa I'm next to this guy and then the challenging beat that we all get when you are working or in this case competing racing with people that are at the top of their game and you're like whoa and it gives you a little bit of uh, anxiety as well or like fear like both sides of that experience can you expand on that yeah, sure. It was actually, you know, a pretty shitty experience. I mean, as you say, it's like, it's both, right? Because uh, you see like the starting list come out and, you know, I tell you, it was about a month before the Olympics, right? 
and it was in Paris and Michael Phelps was already over in Europe, you know, swimming that competition and the start list comes out for Paris and you see Michael Phelps lane four and then David Karasek lane three, I think it was. And oh, you get wow. nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, I, you jump in the water. I jumped in the water and already, you know, you see, you start to see on the right side, you start to see only his feet, right? Cause oh. he's, he's pulling ahead right already. And I had, you know, I swam a terrible race, right? I, if that was Michael Phelps or not, it doesn't like I, even the next day I swam a shitty race and he wasn't there. Um, and it was really tough because I was very, very slow. And, you know, a month before the Olympics, right? It's like your biggest competition that you've worked for yes. years. Yes. And then you swim terrible races in preparation. And my dad, actually, you know, like I, I'm still not angry with him, but he, he told my mom, I'm not coming to the Olympics. He's going to fuck it up and all that. And, you know, like imagine. Woo. So, yeah, it was pressure. like. Like so yeah. much pressure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Hi. So it was it was both. It was awesome. And then I saw him again in the Olympics, right? Didn't swim next to him there, but we had a chat. And then, and, and, yeah, he won my event in London, right? The 200 yeah. individual yeah. medley. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was both, huh? Very, the roller coaster of the emotions from, like, excited to you know, frustrated, uh, sad, self-doubt, all these good things. Huh? <laughs> so, how do you manage those emotions as they come up? Because like, like you say, it's just like a month before the Olympics. When that happens to us normal people who are working, you're like, yeah, I may have had a bad day at work. And then you're just like, oh, go with a roller coaster and you can like indulge in being those emotions. But you've been preparing like for so many years to go to the Olympics. And this happens like a month before. And obviously, and even your dad, like family, saying things that add pressure. Then it's a, oh, how do you, what was going on in your mind? How did you manage to stay centered, focused, high performance, and not allow a failure, quote unquote failure, uh, impact your future performance? That's a great question. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't easy, hey. So if I talk about it now, it's because it, there's a there's a been ten years, right, uh, since. So I can I have like some distance around that. But what helped me was I, I just every time when I was broken down from hard training before an important competition, I swam relatively slow compared to others. You know, there were times even in training when we were swimming for a long time that even girls started to pass me because I was just tired. You know. And I knew, I knew in my heart that when I rest, when I rest well, and I knew my coaches knew that as well. And they, you know, it was just in the moment, but I knew I had like an inner, inner confidence, an inner knowing because it's happened before like that or similar, not on that stage, but still I've had the experience. And I just knew if I rest really well, you know, I'll, I'll, my performance is going to literally jump like, like crazy, right? So we call that in swimming, we call that tapering which is like mm. you swim less and less and less kilometers. And then, you know, you're like at the top of, uh, of your performance. And I, I just held the trust in, in, you know, in the process because we've done it before. We've tested it before. And I mean, it's been towards the end of my career. And I think it goes back to, and you'll appreciate that. I, I think it's like knowing yourself. Yes. Right? It's like knowing, you know, what thoughts and feelings you have and, and why you're having them and, 
you know, just knowing yourself is really, really important. And there's many, many ways to do that. And for me, one of the ways was, was swimming, right? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Knowing yeah. yourself via sports, basically. Yeah, I mean, you put so swimming. much, yeah, and so much time and effort in it. And it's, I mean, you're spending, you know, four hours a day in the pool or three hours. And it's, it's um, you know, it means a lot, right? So yeah. the emotions, they are very... You know, they go through the whole range. They go from blissful and like a happiest moment to very sad and questioning everything and all the years. And so, you know, you got to know yourself. And also, I think, and now I know that, I didn't know that at the time, is that the thoughts and feelings, they're not real, right? I mean, they feel real, but they're very, it's something very personal. It's not, other people feel different about this. So... That, that was a big thing too, but I didn't know it at the time, yes. unfortunately. And, and that's a very good point. Can you expand on that thing that thoughts and emotions are not real? Yeah. I mean, so as a, as a, as a simplification of life, right, what, what I've learned um, or what was taught to me, but that was after swimming, right? That was, unfortunately, it was after swimming, that we as human beings, we have two modes of awareness. One is perception, and one is intuition, right? And that perception is informed. It, it, we are informed by thoughts and feelings, right? And they are very heavy in your face. It's hard to miss the thoughts or it's hard to miss the feelings. I mean, they're like in your face. But intuition is a bit different. Yes. Right? And, and the problem with thoughts. Yeah. Let, I mean, we can go there. But the problem with thoughts and feelings, right, is that they're based on the past. Right. And, and that is a problem. They are so in your face. And if you take your thoughts and feelings as the real thing, as the truth, you know, you're limiting yourself because all that stuff is based on the past. And so what I'm what I'm proposing, I'm trying to say is that we're, you know, we're doing well or we will do very well if we start to connect with the other mode of awareness, which is your intuition. Right. Yes. Which that's a very good point because then after the Olympics, then you went, you did your banking career, and then after banking, basically, right now you are a mindset coach and you work with athletes, but you also work with people in corporate to have that world class mindset, basically. How have you helped your clients in corporate connect with that intuition? Yeah, see, I mean, it's it's actually very easy you just do it you know you just tell you just say how it is that you have it you monica you know it right you have yeah, it. i know intuition. i know it yeah yeah exactly people like they intuitively you know we know that we have it we we know it deep inside of us we know it. it's just like we've, we've been conditioned especially in the corporate world right if you're outside where, where creativity is kind of crippled and all that it's you know, we're, we're conditioned out of it, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. So I just throw them in the cold, cold water, basically, and start, start, start doing it. You know, I go to what I call like a land of plenty with them, a place where, you know, everything that their heart desires already exists, take them through a short guided meditation and we'll go there and we just start, right? And we see what comes. Um, and it's been wonderful, you know, it's been really wonderful. And creativity, intuition, like for, I can give you an example in sports. There's yeah. a beautiful story with Roger Federer. You know Roger Federer? Of course, he's my friend. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta he, be a fan. He is your friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a fan. He's your friend. <laughs> no, but he's not my friend, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan as well. And I mean, 
an incredible athlete, right? But there's a cool story about his backhand, you know, because he has this iconic backhand, one-handed, right? Like, puff, and it looks really cool. And what happened was that the, the, the 30 years before Roger came, every tennis professional would teach the students to do the backhand with two hands because that was supposed to be the best way and the most efficient and so on, right? And what Roger's coach did, he, he just told him, you know, be in the end result of what you want with your backhand, right? Like a fast cross-court palm and where it lands. Just be with that and let your body figure out how you want to hit the ball. And then Roger, because it seemed to work best for his size, for his strength, he found a new way and he, you know, created, literally created the best backhand in the game at the time. Yeah. Right? And so that's creativity. And, and so, you know, let go of the status quo of everything that you know and just find out what works for you. And, and that's what intuition is because your intuition knows best for you, right? Yes. And then you, you mentioned there that as well, it's not only about intuition, but it's like trusting, trusting yourself and trusting the process. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that, it's, let's say, in, this, in, in your example, that it's like, hey, you had a bad day, a bad race, but then you just know, you, it's not even trusting. It's a mix of trusting and knowing and believing in yourself and life, the universe or whatever is it that people believe in, but it's like believing that every single step is taking you to where you need to go. It's beautiful. Right? Know, it's simple. It's not, yeah. it's simple. Do you, have you heard of Bob Proctor? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. So unfortunately he, he passed, right? So sad. He passed oh. like two weeks. Yeah. Oh, I didn't 88. hear that. Yeah. Oh, that's super sad. Yeah. I, super I did sad. A, a, yeah. I did a one year coaching program with him. Yeah. He's amazing, right? Yes. He's like, like his program properly changed the way in which i think about many things i didn't know i didn't know yeah unfortunately he passed and uh, but he had a good quote right and that quote was faith based on understanding is the key to freedom and when you think about it right i mean for example also if you have faith based on understanding and understand there's so many scientific you know what we're talking about intuition it's not mumbo jumbo it's there's science you know there's scientific evidence like hard evidence even the most you know the it guy who's like so into you know science like even that guy can be convinced that there's something you don't have to be spiritual to do that so if you get the understanding you read through what intuition is what energy is how how that stuff works you know it's really easy to to, to show people that there is more right and deep inside i think most people, not all, right, but a lot of people long for it because they know there's more. Our spirit wants to expand, right? And so, yeah, faith, faith and, and trust and, and belief and, you know, not always doubting. I mean, like, it, it takes so much energy to, to doubt and then there's all these negative feelings coming from it and it just doesn't serve you, you know, it makes no sense. Yes. The question that I have for you and that for me and for everyone, it's like, yes, I love that. I've heard that so many times. But the question that my clients ask me all the time is like, how? <laughs> it's like, yes, Monica, I get the concept. But how do I take that concept into something real into my life? 
So can we can we can we define like 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 what? What's the question again? Can you repeat it, please? Like how? How did you trust? Ah, okay. I, I don't even think you need to trust. You know, it, it works even without trusting because when I first started in this work. I still had doubts, right? If I'm honest, like I was practicing the work, I was doing my visualization, I was practicing intuition and all that, but I still had doubts. But it's it, the beautiful thing is, is that there's laws of the universe and those laws of the universe, they just are, you know, they are. It doesn't matter if you believe in them or not. Like, I mean, the simplest example is gravity. This is one of the laws, right? It's gravity. If you believe in it or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. It will just be, right? So yep. if you learn about these laws, then you don't even have to trust yourself. You just you just do. I mean, you just align yourself with these laws, and it's very structural. It doesn't. It's not. You know, we are so arrogant in a way. Like, oh, that doesn't work for me. It works for everybody, but not me. Right? That's bullshit. It's all structural. Is it either you know you you use it and you align with it and you'll get results, or you don't doesn't matter. You don't even have to believe in it. And I think that's the cool thing. It's like, it's nothing personal. It's a, it's structural, just like water is taking the path of least resistance, right? It's always flowing naturally, effortless. It's just flowing. It just is. And this is the same with the energies. It, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's flow. Well, but it's, yeah, it is true. It's just like, trust. Yeah. Flow. Yeah. don't force so, things. Yeah. You can even do it without trust, right? You just, you, 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 you work with someone who knows what the structure is and you just go for it. You know, sometimes, I mean, in coaching, I don't even know what my client is doing really. And they're all of a sudden having promotions and getting new, new responsibilities, new team. And I don't even know what they're doing. I mean, a little bit because I don't coach them. I don't tell them what to do. I just keep them on their highest creative frequency and they figure it out, right? Sometimes I have an input. But, and what's obvious, I get like insights and all that, but it's them. They are powerful. It's not me. What did you do to trigger them to go into their highest frequency? So we, we got a, a couple of, of like um, exercises depending on where they're at. But for example, one of the, 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 one of the exercises that I take them through in the first session is we go to the land of plenty, which is the place okay. where everything that their heart desires already exists. And when you work with intuition, what's really important, right, in my, in my experience and from what I'm learning from my, my coach, is that you have to set a strong intention. You yes. must work with intention, right? And so we really frame it why we're doing this exercise, right? And, and, and you put that in the consciousness of the, of the person. And I actually go to that land of plenty with, with the client. And, you know, and then there's a trick that you just imagine you're like going through um, a golden curtain because the gold is like the highest vibration and, and things like that. And then you're there and you just, I mean, it's, it's very simple, right? Life is simple. They just start to notice what's there. What do they want? Right. And I'll do the same. And then I'll share with them what I got. They'll share with me what they got. And then it's, you know, most of it is overlapping. I get a bit something that the client doesn't get, client gets a bit more, and then together we have a beautiful land of plenty. And from there, we define and see what are the life choices and what is the things you want to visualize every day. But it's 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 beautiful and it's really simple, right? It's not I'm not boo-voo, it's simple. No, it's simple. I love the concept because basically what you're doing is 
you're allowing, you're giving the space people to, to create, to imagine, to really connect, like you say, to really connect what they want from their heart, not from the mind. And then once you take them to that space, it's kind of like exploration. And exactly as a coach, you kind of get excited with them. We give them permission to get excited. And then it's like, boom, it's kind of like the images just come, right? And it's like you start elaborating from that. That's cool. How, how do you do it? What's like your, your, your way to, to do it? I think I do something similar. I don't go through the golden curtain as such. What I do similar to you, it's like I first do some kind of breathing and then after the breathing, take them through a guided meditation. I like doing this exercise, similar exercise with the eyes closed. So yeah. actually the, the, the client has eyes closed. I have my eyes closed. And like you say, it's like based on intuition. Like you say, it's like we connect, kind of. And then usually I, speak, I work with many women. So it's like she starts kind of like talking and then I just start kind of elaborating or just asking the right, guiding her into the, oh, and how does it feel? Or how is it? And many times it's also not only the positive sides, like the, the side of possibility, but also the painful sides. It's like, what is... What is so painful right now? Because many times I find that we as humans, we struggle to put words to our pain and then going to that, basically dropping to the heart and then doing the breathing, going into that safe space. That's what I create, a safe space where you can either imagine or just connect to the pain. And then it's like, kind of like, yeah, sometimes the tears come through the, through the sessions. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of beautiful at the same time because once you're connected to that pain, you're not denying it. You see it, and then usually it's a process of by seeing it, just like accepting it and seeing all the beautiful things that that pain is giving you. And from there, kind of mm-hmm. release that, love it, uh, embrace it, be grateful for that. And then continue building into the possibility based on that. Yeah, wow. that's what I do. That's very cool. And it's actually, wow, that is very powerful and it's very similar. I, I also say, because you know, these new age spiritual people, uh, they, they say like, life is all abundant, unicorns and rainbows and they have fridge magnets, money is flowing to them, they smell money and they're poor as fuck. It's because they are neglecting current reality i call it current reality is like the you know the, the truth of what's going on like where are you in relation to the vision that you have you must incorporate that and that's where as you said you dig that up it's a lot of intuition feelings and and you just look at it and you spotlight it and and that's all you need to do just notice it be aware accept it yes. no need to fix yourself just become no. aware of things you're not broken yeah I agree. Exactly. Yeah. It's powerful. It's a cool message too, like for people, right? I mean, like if you think about it, if you think of yourself as being broken, it sounds like really hard work to fix, hard work to fix yourself. And it's like, oh, then I fix that and there's a new problem coming and you know, that's happening, right? And it's much easier and much simpler and much more efficient and fun and, you know, useful to just assume that we're not broken because we're not. There's just a little bit of 
tar or whatever over our life. And I mean, but we're not broken. No, definitely we're not. On the contrary. So, yeah. So talking about that, of course, I'm like, of course, as humans, (laughs) we have times where we have like, whoops, ups and downs and roller coasters. And yeah, society puts like ideas in our heads. Maybe they don't tell you like you're broken, but they put pressure, right? Either to have a successful career, in your case, to win a race, I don't know, uh, relationships, uh, having babies, like wherever, having the car, like there's pressure from different angles, whether you're a man, woman, it doesn't matter the age, nationality, there's always pressure. And there's points, days, sometimes weeks, in our lives when it's hard and it's like and you don't feel like connecting to that beautiful space you're just like in negative space how how did you get out of that you know you just said it i think you david yeah yeah i'll tell you i tell you and again is i mean maybe it will just even disappoint you how easy it is but you just said some days you don't feel like connecting to that beautiful space and as we said, feelings aren't real. So I'm just, fuck it. You know, I don't feel like it doesn't mean anything. So what? And I, I, I do it. You know, that's really what you it is. I, yeah. Because look, feelings and the pressure that you're mentioning, right? I mean, there used to be a time when ample women, that was like the ideal, right? And now we're looking at the magazines and at least where I live, it's like the ideal is like kind of skinny and all that. But and, and even today in different cultures in Africa, for example, where I was, right, there's still ample women is a sign of, of you know, people doing well and, and you know, and, and it's just how we grew up, right? It's the thoughts and feelings that were imprinted on us. And I mean, Bob Proctor speaks about this in, in, in length, right? That all that stuff, all these limiting beliefs, they actually are imprinted in us in, during childhood when we weren't even really thinking much or, or not at all. And so... You know, if you can recognize that and appreciate and actually start to live that way and just say, well, that's what it was. But I make a different choice now because I'm an adult and, you know, I don't want to be driven by my feelings every day. Because if you are driven by the feelings, I repeat, that's a problem. <laughs> yes. You repeat your past. Yes. That's what Joe Dispenza, all these gurus say. If you are driven by your feelings, you're not creating nothing but a repetition of the past. Same patterns that you don't want. You know, you're going to recreate in different colors with different people with different problems. You're going to recreate them. But that's why you got to make a choice and say, okay, I'm an adult now. I'm not going to pay. I mean, yeah, I pay attention to my feelings. It's good. They're here to tell me something, but you still have the power to make a different choice. Right. And and that's what, you know, my coach helped me with that. Right. He believed in me and he was just saying it's structural and, you know, you just do it and you start doing it. And then that's the beautiful thing you start to get results and then that changes your parent. It changes your experience. You're like, Oh, okay. So this is working. Let me do more of that. And you get better results. And then all of a sudden you have so much momentum that nothing can stop you. And especially not, you know, a shitty day or some shitty comment from somebody or, you know, some, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What's the trigger. We get them all the time. Yeah. Right. So tell me what's your trick. (laughs) It's my trick. Yeah. My trick for what? To... to if you have a shitty day or like a shitty feeling. Oh, and... oh I have many. <laughs> like many, uh-huh. many ways to deal with that. 
uh, I'm a communicator. I like talking. Okay. That's it. So I just talk it. I, I need to talk with someone, whether mm -hmm. that is my friend, my dad, my, like, whomever it is. Like, I just need to talk it through, and then I feel good. Mm -hmm. Cool. Simple <laughs> also, simple. right? It is yes. very simple. If I talk, then that's fine. I'm happy. That's the simplest Beautiful. one. Or Sim I meditate. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, and basically I meditate to do exactly what you say. Because otherwise, my emotions and thoughts, they are like, blah, rather coaster. And then, basically, with meditation, I force myself it's not that I force myself, but like the mind stops, like the chatter stops. Therefore, I'm more like, oh, that was just my mind <laughs> when I finished the meditation. And actually, the past year, I have, in addition to meditation, I've been breathing a lot, like pranayama breathing. And pranayama breathing, sometimes I do it in the office. Like if I'm in a, if I'm in a meeting, let's say, and I start getting like nervous or something. It's just like people don't notice that I'm breathing, right? But it's like I am doing breathing exercises. Well, of course, while I'm not talking. Uh, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's like, like hold on, hold on, I got to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly that. It's like, while I'm not talking, like I do some breathing exercises and that helps my mind calm down. Mm -hmm. Or just like proper, like five minutes, 15 minutes. I have a sequence that I follow and then I just like, that ensures that I ground myself. So between meditation and talking, that's it, I'm sorted. And see, it's also about, so the, the way you explain it to me is like, you've tried different things and you know yes. yourself, you know what's yes. working, right? Exactly, and yeah. That's why also I'm a huge fan of trying new things, right? Because you, you never know, right? You can never try everything, but, but I mean, if we have something that works for us, we know it, you know, never yes. change a winning team. Yes, that's that's a very good point. Like trying different, I've tried like so many things, so many like journaling, gratitude, uh, exercise. You know, like all the different tools that we can use. But at least today, the combination that works best for me is this one. But it has changed over time. Before yeah. I used to write a lot. I mean, we also evolve, right? I mean, as as human beings. So, but yeah, it's beautiful. It's good. It's a, it's it's a process, and also that's Monica. That's an important thing I reckon is that a lot of people they want to be perfect. They want to get it right. You know, like as if as they want to be enlightened, almost. You know, like they want to jump if they're in the personal development journey. They want to be in where they are. They're going to be in twenty years. They want to be there now. But that's not how it works. You know, we just work with what we have. And, you know, it is what it is. You are where you are, and that's where we're going to start working from, right? And it's it's yes. not good. It's not bad. It just is. Oh, that's a very good point. I do that a lot. I even have a sign, like a, a write-up uh, here in the house. But it's exactly, it is not good. It is not bad. It just is. There is no judgment. So when there is days that I'm like, oh, yeah, like, or at least I've been <laughs> but I've been a crier for a long time. But whenever that shows up, like I just cry. I cry it out and I used to judge my crying. And now it's more of a oh I just needed a cry and then I sleep and then that's it and then I'm fine. But I stopped judging me feeling whatever frustration, sadness or whatever emotion I was feeling at the time. 
stop judging it. Just be like, oh yeah, I'm human. Of course you're feeling like funky for whatever reason. Sometimes it's just hormones. Sometimes it's like something happened. But either way, it's more of a stop judging that thing that happened or the tears or the anger. It's like I'm a crier, but some people are like angry and then they you know, snap at people or just get like burst of anger. I don't, but some people do. But either way, it's like, I think most of the challenges come with us having that range of emotions, but it's not the emotion. It's the afterthought after the emotion that we're like, oh, I should have not cried. Oh, I should have not been angry. Oh, I should have not been frustrated. Oh, I should have not been blah, blah, blah. But if it's just like, it's just what it is. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just expressing emotion. It's so much easier to, life is so much easier since I've done that. You just that. feel angry. Fine, I'm angry. Don't talk to me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's so. You know, we we've used that, or I am using it with with my athletes. Like, imagine a because what you're saying is exactly how it goes. In imagine a football player, right? On on in like a, a big game, right? And the football player is making a shitty pass. And instead of just looking at it, okay, that was a shitty pass. He's going to start to say like it happens again, right? Like five minutes later, it happens again, shitty pass. And it's like, oh, I'm really passing badly today. Then it happens again and he's going to go to, you know, I'm a bad passer. Then he's going to go, I'm a bad football player to, you know, I suck to I'm no good. And it goes, bam, 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 bam. And with what happens with the confidence? Gone in no time because it's that downward spiral. And then... You know, all the confidence is gone and, and, and you know, the, the pressure is on and they're performing even worse, but it's so fast and it all comes, as you said, starts with not making a bad pass. The, it, the spiral starts when you judge yourself for it. Yes. Yeah. And you give it energy. You give it more energy, right? Instead of just stating objectively what happened, you start to make it mean things about you, right? I mean, it's the same in life. If, if, if somebody makes a shitty comment about you and say your podcast, for example, if, you know, it could just be a comment, but if you make it mean, you take it personal and then the whole thing starts. It's like, why did she say that? Like, what did I do wrong? And, you know, all these things, right? Yeah. And, and it's just that, that, that one. Yeah, the distinction. Yeah, yeah it's one part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's but that's why awareness is so important because people who go in the downward spiral, and, and do judge themselves, right? They're not aware that it's happening. But if that's why awareness, we always say, is the fuel of basically everything. Because when you're aware of it, you have a choice all of a sudden, right? You can say, oh, okay, I see it. And in the beginning, you maybe see it in the aftermath. But then next time, a similar situation comes like, you see it coming. You start saying, yeah, you see it coming. Yeah. yeah. You and you start to even get a feeling about, you know, these people, when you speak to them and you hear the word, but coming, you hear it. You just know it's coming. They, they agree with you, and then there's the but. Yes. You hear it you before hear, they yes, even start. Yes, yes. You can hear it easy. Yeah. And it's like that, you know. Oh, and and that is that is intuition as well, right? It's like a an, an, a sense of that you know where it's going, and it's very similar with with this. Yeah. With our minds. You yeah. just touched on that. I love that kind of thought process. Like we went deep, you know, as in how how people really think, and it just takes like one thought to then start going through the chain to then you use the word confidence you start losing your confidence so before we go into the hey we know how to lose confidence <laughs> so <laughs> we know that how do we build confidence in your eyes 
Um, so again, very, very easy. Hi. So confidence in my experience, and I'm happy to learn um, more and about this, right? Uh, if there's a faster way, but in my experience, confidence, confidence is built step by step. It doesn't yeah. come overnight. Yeah. And what, what, what I can say, I can speak for myself, right? Is like, there's a, there's a premise or like a, you know, a premise that we use, right? And I'm not saying it's the truth, but it, it's given me good results and my clients. And that is if you learn something and you apply it, that creates success. And then that success, no matter how small it is, it will encourage more learning. Yeah. And and so what I with what I do, like the magic, right? And and like the law of attraction and effort, like what I do is like, for example, I tell them next time, you know, you want a parking space in the city of Zurich, which is a pain in the ass to park. You know, before you leave the house, you just ask the universe and you visualize that you have a parking space where you want it, for example, right? And if they actually apply it and then they go in the city and, and it happens, right? Because it often does happen. There's like, huh, that shit works, right? Strange. Okay. And they are encouraged to learn more about it because why wouldn't you when you're creating success? And that's how you build confidence, you know, if you apply what you're learning. And the problem is, though, if you learn stuff and you don't apply it, it actually works against you. It's not neutral. It works against you because your subconscious mind, that's how I learned it, right? And I really found this to be true. Your subconscious mind just observes what you're doing. And if I'm learning something that I just know is powerful stuff, right, that could change my life to the better, that, you know, like intuition things, I'm learning this, but I'm not applying it. My subconscious is going, well, he doesn't, he's not powerful. You know, he's learning this stuff that could change his life, but he's not applying it. He's powerless. He doesn't, you know, he's not confident. It doesn't have the power, right? And that message. And then you go, and the worst is you don't apply it. And then you go on and learn something, something else. Something else, and you don't apply and it. And something else. And you become a, like a personal development junkie. And you end up having all these concepts in your head. And you can speak to everybody about it, but you're applying none of it. And you're not getting the results. And actually, it works very much against you because you get frustrated. And you don't understand why it's working for others and not for you. So... That's what I would say to build confidence, learn something that you intuitively know would be good for you and, and fucking apply it, you know. Do it, do it. And then like I I I like exactly I use that concept and then enhance it a little bit. But it's like once I have a win, I just call them like micro wins. And then it's like it's a micro win, but it's a win. Yep. So it's like it's a win. Therefore, I'm like, yes, and I did this today and I celebrate it. And it's like, yes. It's a small step and I celebrate it and I celebrate it. and that helps me build that momentum as well. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would say. No yeah. matter how small it is, you know, you're it creating momentum like that. I mean, how, how does an avalanche start? It starts with a little, I don't know, like a little rock that comes down and then, you know, yeah. And then yeah. after a while, it's like, you know, how there could be a whole forest and, and the avalanche doesn't give a shit, right? It's just yeah. right over yeah. That's yeah. what momentum is. That's literally the definition of it. So it starts small, but it will create. And then you're just, yeah, all of a sudden, like, hmm. <laughs> you know, happiness comes, gratitude exactly, comes. Exactly, things, exactly, exactly. And then it's right? just like you've got the momentum. Like when we started, you asked me, oh, how are you? I'm like, oh, life is good. Life is great. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't even have a reason why. You know, it's just like, yeah. oh, life is good. And it's, yeah. the, it's the result of that momentum of that mm-hmm. 
celebration, the yeah. awareness of all of that, basically. All of it. Relationships, all of it, all of it all right? Of it. All of it, yeah. I mean, think of a salesperson in the corporation. Say there's a new product coming out and you take two salespeople, one that has had the best quarter before and has all broken all their records, happy with the wife, but let's say it's two men, right? Like with the kids, everything going well. You have another sales guy who's been struggling the last quarter. You take them and you give them the new product and say, go and sell it. Who do you think is going to do better? Even if they have the same education, the same amount of experience, you know, it's going to be so obvious that the guy who has momentum on his side or her side is just going to outperform it. It's going to be e easy, effortless. He's going to have fun while doing it. It's going to be present, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just building on that, because I think you touched a really good point. I think what you just described is kind of the definition of success. That it's like, hey, <laughs> when you are in that place you know where you're just you have that momentum and, and that just came to my mind that we were speaking yeah. I'm like, i don't know if it makes sense but it's a hey it's like you have someone who has that momentum that energy that happiness the relationships work but it's not like from a materialistic perspective it's more like that person is in flow and it's leveraging all this energy and to me that's kind of success like you won of so is that your want. definition i don't know no i don't know i just i was thinking about it as you were talking but that kind of i was like oh that sounds like when you're in that place like you're happy you're well it's maybe not like success it's like you are fully present mm -hmm. enjoying what you're doing mm -hmm. yeah I just, I don't know. Um, I was, I'm like now I'm deviating, but uh, yeah. But I mean, it's cool. I like to explore the, these concepts. Um, the success, I actually you know is a very good question. I haven't really, I have my own definition of success, but I think it comes from where I come from. And it's like for myself, right? But what you just said with being present, because I mean, I, I think we can acknowledge, right? We can all acknowledge that when we're present, we are receptive to because intuition bliss joy it happens in the moment like laughter it happens in the moment right that deep connection with somebody it happens in a moment and i think it's actually pretty good right? just to be present <laughs> that uh that could be it yeah i mean for me it was always like to be authentically me but i think it's like specifically to me because i always had a you know a, um a burden on me that I put on myself, obviously, right? But uh, to uphold an image about how successful I am and, you know, like make things look better than I really am. And, and, and so for me, it was like when I could finally be me, right? There's a lot of energy that freed up. But I think that's specific to my type, kind of. There's other people that want, you know, it's different. But being present, I think, is for all the types that we can imagine being present will will make them successful right i yeah, mean because if you are kind of like being present means your mind is here it's here it's, your mind is here it's not like we're having this conversation and i'm thinking about what am i going to have for dinner it's like sure. mind is here therefore you're properly engaged in what you're doing and then you listen you listen to that intuition you listen to that second good thought that you doubted at the beginning so you start you stop doubting yeah 
So, and there's also, there's these, I, I tell that my clients, you know, sometimes that there is these secret agents of the universe that have information, you know, important information for you, right? And they come as like, hey, we have important information for Monica. Is she here? It's like, nah, she's not here. Where is she? We don't know. And then they come back next year, next day, right? And it's like, we have important information for Monica. Is she here? No, where is she? We don't know. She's lost in time, right? And they can't pass on the information because you're not here. Yeah. And we all, I mean, we're all going, but it's just the mind, right? It's just the mind, the mm -hmm. heart, intuition, the higher self wants to be here. So, yeah, yeah. good cool. stuff. Cool. Truth. Yeah. So what could be your final remarks for everyone listening in the context of these conversations? Hmm. What could be my final remarks? I mean... I could just say from my my personal experience, right? I mean, if you, if any 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 one of you had seen me, say like five year, five years ago when I was still in banking, right? And you came to me and you told me about my higher self and intuition and that everything is connected in spirituality, I would have told you to fuck off, you know. Yeah. And you know, one of the coaches he managed to kind of crack the shell and just plant a seed there that. There is more than I'm aware of and that I'm very opinionated and that those opinions come from my past and all these things, right? And I was like, what if that guy is right? And that has changed my life, right? So if with the conversation that we're having, what we're talking about, if that just a little bit resonates, I, you know, I'll just encourage you to, to whatever you want to do, but dig deeper and, and find out more about it because it's real. It's not some, and there's, As, I, as we said, right, there's evidence and research and people who've been doing it for thousands of years, it's been around and that shit works, right? And it's just the quality of life will change beyond what we can imagine. And I think that continues to go like that. And, and, and you know, it never stops because there's a, oh, there's Monica, there's a very good, and I'll leave you with that, right? There's a very good uh, story with Kobe Bryant, right? Before he died, he actually told one of his coaches from earlier in the days, You know, after everything that he has accomplished with the Lakers and basketball, I mean, and, and he's inspired millions of people, like half the world knows him, right? And he told his ex-coaches, like, watch me, I'm just getting started, right? And he said that because he wanted to get into movies and like things like that. And so you see, even Kobe, who's done all these things, he was thinking, I'm just getting started. And that's what it is. Every day you go again, it's like, I'm just getting started, right? And I was, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, every day. And I mean, Kobe is, he was a smart man. It's too bad he went too early, but uh, yeah. So that's what I would, that's what I would say. What about you? What, what's my, yeah, my final remarks? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's the first time that someone asks that. I'm like, yeah, I'm well. the one that asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> what are my final remarks? Mm hmm. I think it is speak, speak up, listen to your heart and speak up. I think there is a lot of us that we listen to our hearts and then there's fear of either saying the truth, you know, like expressing those dreams or saying, hey, this is not working. So if you basically what that helps us is to honor 
it's not speaking up, but it's like honoring our hearts. So it's like take the space to listen to your heart and then honoring your honor your heart, what your heart wants by speaking up either what you want or what you don't want. So that then there's real alignment between heart and action, really. Mm -hmm. And once you speak that out to the world, even telling like one person, then it's like, oh, and then it starts helping with the momentum. That could be beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Thank you, David. It's been an amazing episode. Everyone, hope you enjoyed. And do send us your comments, your questions. Before we go, David, where can we find you? Um, so, yeah, good question. I, I think yeah, it's I, the, I almost forgot, but where can we find you? Well, the thing is, I just changed my website. So I think the easiest would be on, on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. If you just find David Karasek, I think you'll find me. Um, yeah, so I think that would be the easiest. I would love to, yeah, connect with, you know, like-minded people and it's always good, huh? So thanks for, uh, by the way, thanks for the lovely chat, huh? I I was very present. I hope you were too. I enjoyed it, loved it. Totally present. I totally loved it. Thank you so much. And everyone, see you next week. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Speak next week. Ciao, ciao.